Good morning, New Life Manitou. My name is Danae Glass. Would you please stand for the reading of the scripture? Today's reading is from Matthew 18, 21 through 35. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you remain standing as we pray? Lord, we take heed from this warning. And Lord, we also take the forgiveness that you are offering here. Lord, we love that you have forgiven us that you, by your death on the cross, have forgiven us of our sins and we can walk free. Those who you have set free are free indeed. And so, Lord, we praise you, we thank you, and all God's people shouted, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I thought we would just jump right in to the first point. So if you're taking notes, jump in. Here we are. Point one is we are called by Jesus to forgive. Point one, get out your uh, writing things. Those of you that take notes, good job. Um, Point one is this, we are called by Jesus to forgive. And this sermon is going to take us down a trail to get very serious. We're going to talk about being offended, being an offender. And it's going, the weight of this sermon as we progress is going to be quite heavy. This is about forgiveness. So I thought I would open up and talk about something a little lighter. Talk about the... um, What's going on here? The context. And it's the context of Jesus, uh, Peter coming to Jesus and saying, Jesus, how many times should I forgive my brother? 
And it could be, a very literal translation, interpretation of this, is that he's literally talking about his brother. Do you know Peter's brother was Andrew, a fellow disciple? And so I imagine Jesus going, uh, Peter going to Jesus, Andrew standing, bro, I'm right here. How many times, Lord, should I forgive? Like he's, he's taken my fishing nets without asking. It's like the third time. How many times, Lord, should I forgive him? He keeps returning them. They're not cleaned up. They're not dried. They're not mended. How many times, Lord, please? Um, and Andrew, Andrew's just, I'm right here. But of course, this is probably uh, a more general interpretation. How many times, Peter is asking, should I forgive someone, a brother, a fellow believer? How many times, Lord? And he throws out this number. Seven? You think seven's good? I mean, three would be a holy number, right? Uh, there's lots of uh, threes in the Bible. Peter takes that three number, doubles it to seven, six, and then adds one. That should be <coughs> a good holy number, right? And so think about that. Like forgiving someone seven times. That's quite a few times. What if someone cuts you off on the road? Not once. Once is like, man, I wonder if they saw me. Twice is like, all right, they saw me. Three times, it's like, all right. And then four, five, six, seven. This person, like, not only are they out to, to get into a car wreck, they're probably out to kill me. Should I really, like, seven times would be a lot of times to forgive someone. So Jesus throws out, uh, sorry, I keep saying that. Peter throws out that number to Jesus saying, how many times? What do you think? Seven? Seven? Is that a good number? Like seven times? Seems like a lot, Jesus, right? Seven times if I forgive my brother. What do you think? And Jesus' response, of course, is no, no. We, we keep forgiving. What if he did say, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Seven sounds about right. That would be an interesting number. Still a very high number, right? To f- forgive the same person seven times. But imagine that. Like, imagine, Peter's kind of asking, like, at what point can I go Chuck Norris on somebody? Like, at what point do I not have to forgive them anymore? Like, what if you were able to keep track of that? Does anybody, anybody want to get picked on in a hypothetical situation? Carl? Carl, everyone looks at Carl for a second. I'll pick on Carl. So this is completely hypothetical. Carl offends me. And let's say there's an app for keeping track of. So there's apps for everything, right? There's an app for that. There's an app. I, I started using uh, the Strava app for hike. I go hiking with some of you guys on Friday mornings. Uh, we, we hike Belagit. And I've been keeping track of my hikes. Uh, Brett was telling me, which he looks good, by the way. He's been losing some, some, uh, some weight. He's keeping track with, a, with an app, uh, calorie counter, eating healthy. And what if there was an app for keeping track of how many times someone offended you? So I would have have this app. Uh, I just have a regular watch, but if I had a cool uh, fancy watch that was connected with my phone, I could tap it. Carl just uh, offended me. Log that. Which Carl? Carl Backstrom. Okay, logged. And so Carl offended me one time. It's logged. And then weeks, some weeks go by, some months go by. The number keeps adding up. The app is keeping track. I hit it. Carl just offended me again. Which Carl? Carl Backstrom, that one over there. It's like, okay, logged. Number seven. I'm like, oh, that's number seven. I'm just now waiting because Jesus told us to forgive seven times, which he doesn't, by the way. That's the idea Peter has of how this should work. And I'm just kind of now waiting. Like, I hope Carl offends me because once that's logged, like Carl offends me, uh, Carl Backstrom just offended me. And then like some like music, 
go crazy on Carl. Revenge, Carl. Go get him. And I'm like, yes, yes. I don't have to forgive him. I get my keys out. I go to, out in the parking lot, find his car, and I'm just like scratching the car, the, 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 the back door, the front quarter panel, the trunk, the hood, all this stuff. Like, yes, that felt so good. Is kind of this is what Peter is asking of Jesus. Ridiculous, right? To throw out a number, um, like how many times, Lord? How many times? Like, how, at what point do we get to go crazy on Carl? So enough, enough with Carl. Thank you, Carl, for letting us pick on you. Uh, hypothetical, all oh, of course. It would be ridiculous. And so Jesus says a more ridiculous number. He he takes that seven. Which is already, I mean, if we were to be honest, seven times would be a lot of times. There's usually in our kind of, if you talk to non-believers in this world today that we live in, there is forgiveness. And you, you kind of talk about, okay, what's the philosophy of forgiveness? How many times should you forgive someone? I think most people would say, well, maybe three strikes, you're out. Like uh, there's the saying, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, I'm on me. And then there's different versions of like, fool me three times, you better watch out because there is no need to be somebody getting fooled three times. Like three strikes are out. So that's our culture. Peter picks a number seven and then Jesus has this play on the numbers and he said, no, Peter, not seven, but 77s or there's different ways of translating what he's saying. He's either saying 77 or 70 times seven, which would be 490. Is that right? So Jesus takes this number and it's just an absurd amount of time. No, you keep forgiving, Peter. You always keep forgiving. In fact, if Peter doesn't get it, Jesus does what he normally does, which is to go into storytelling mode. He goes into a parable and begins this parable with therefore. So point number two is this. We've already covered point. Point one is we're called by Jesus to forgive. That's the overarching uh, message from this parable. We're in a series called The Kingdom is Like. Jesus is about to say that phrase, the kingdom is like, and it has to do with us being called by him to forgive. And so point number two is this, you have been forgiven. He goes into this story about a servant and a king, and I'll reread a bit of it here. Danae did great reading. Uh, Jesus says, therefore, and as a... As a um, pastor's joke. Uh, have you heard this? Whenever you see a therefore, you have to go see what it is therefore. therefore. And we just read it. It's the context of Peter coming to Jesus. Said, what do you think, Jesus? You know, how, how many times should I forgive? Seven? What's that? You know, like a good number? Seven? You think seven's a good time? You know, that, that's, that's a good number. To, and Jesus says, no, 77, 77 times Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like, and so he tells this story, a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. Verse 24, as he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold, we'll talk about that amount in a minute, was brought to him. Verse 25, since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all he had be sold to repay the debt. Pause and think about that. Like, here's, here's Jesus telling a parable. Uh, it escalates pretty quickly. He's, he's, he's getting sold, his children, his wife, everything he has is being sold to, to begin to repay this debt to this king that is owed. Verse 26, at, that, at this, the servant fell on his knees before him. It's an image of us falling on our knees, humbling ourselves before the Lord. And this guy just says, be patient with me. He begged. 
and I will pay back everything. And the master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. Can I get an amen? That is the good news that Jesus is telling a parable here. And the heavenly, the spiritual lesson here is that we can be forgiven. You have been forgiven if you have fallen before the Lord humbly and asked to be forgiven. Point number two, still part of this, is you have been forgiven been forgiven a debt. Did anybody see uh, this week, I think it was last Sunday, uh, a commencement speaker was speaking at, uh, was at Morehouse College, and he said, did you see this? And he just forgave, he paid for all the students' debts. Did you see this? I was like, man, where was that guy when I was, was like, everyone had the same thought, like, oh man, all of those, I watched, I was like so fascinated by this. So this rich billionaire, his name is uh, Robert F. Smith, says, this is my class, and he's, he's giving a speech, and he says something, he says, my family is making a grant to eliminate their student loans, and I know these students are going to pay it forward, and you, you see this camera angle of all the students, like, just smiling, like, wait, what did he just say? Like, are you, are, wait, what? His, wait, did he just say what I think he said? Like, all our debts for college have now been paid. Did you see this article this week? It made all the news. He paid up to, I think it's going to be someone guesstimated about $40 million to pay for all these students, their school loans. It's like, wow, just forgiven. Those kids didn't even ask. They're just being forgiven. How cool is that? What a wonderful gift. Let's get into this story because it talks about some money. And I think to, to get this parable, we have to get kind of converted into dollars because Jesus talks about bags of gold. And so that doesn't really make sense to me. Like how much is a bag of gold? And the Greek word here is a talent. Um, but if you were to take a talent, a talent is somewhere around 15 years of wages. So Jesus says that there was this guy that owed 10,000 of these talents. So let's back up. Like what, what's a talent? 15 years of wages. That's a lot of money. If we were just to pick a number, if I was to pick a number and say, uh, let's, let's say that somewhere around the average, it's a little higher, but say someone makes $50,000 a year, some of you would be like, how would we ever survive? Others of you would be like, I'm rich. Um, so for whatever it's worth, we pick a number, 50,000, just a round number, and we say, okay, what is 15 years of making $50,000? That's $75,000 is a talent. And this guy owes the king 10,000 of these talents. Who is this guy? Like, what was he doing? In my mind, it's like, what is this guy doing? I'm counseling a guy who's, who's getting married now. And he, he, by the grace of the Lord, praise be to God, this guy is now three years sober from alcohol. And it's just a wonderful testimony. And he says that a couple years ago, when he wasn't sober, the last year, he went nuts and just rang up credit card debt. He threw out the numbers. like, I got into $40,000 of credit card debt, which he's still now three plus years later paying back. I was like, wow, that is nothing compared to this guy in this text that owns, owes $7.5 billion. If we were to take those numbers, do the math, calculate it out, $7.5 billion is a lot of money. Who was this guy to rack? How do you even rack up that amount of money? I knew another guy from my college days. Uh, I was, when I was a pastor, 
of the college ministry up at New Life Church. Uh, a guy wanted to meet with me. We met. I was just asking him his story. He had a fascinating story. Uh, he's 100% Native American and his particular tribe, when they turn 18, on their 18th birthday, this tribe has a casino somewhere out in Arizona or something. And on their every tribe member uh, gets some sort of percent. He got a big percent since he was 100% uh, in the, of this tribe. His mom and dad were, were both uh, 100%. And so, so um, he was given a check on his 18th birthday. A letter shows up. It's a check for $100,000. This is what this guy got. I was like, wow, that's awesome. What'd you do? You, you set up an IRA? Did you, did you go to college? And he said, no, I went crazy. It was a recipe for disaster. He said he blew through $100,000 in less than a year. Cars, bar tabs, partying. He said drugs. He, he, he got into his story. He said, for me, for some people, it's, it's, it's great. They set themselves up for life based upon that money. His first, for him, it was a recipe for disaster. And he went through that money. And then after that money was gone, began racking up debt. He never told me the number, but he said it was more than he had originally got. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's nuts. And that debt is nothing compared to this guy in this parable. Like, what was he doing to rack up this debt? $7.5 billion. Do you have any idea how much money that is? Just to count it. So if you had $7.5 billion and you counted out one per second, three, four, five, six, seven. I got all day. Eight, nine. You know how long it would take to count to $7.5 billion? 232 years. That's a lot. How in the world would anyone ever pay back this amount? It's a ridiculous amount. It's an absurd amount. It is insane. And this guy gets down on his knees just asking for more time to pay it off. Did you notice that? He doesn't ask to be forgiven. He just asks for a little more time. Is there any way this guy is going to have enough time to pay back this debt? No way. Like he's never going to pay this back. He just asked, let's give me a little more time. And this good, merciful king says, actually, your whole debt is forgiven. And this is somehow an image for us of, of spirituality. And it is the good news. I have three sub points here. A is, is some, for some of us very hard to get, that we have a debt before God. If you've grown up in church, if you know the Christian philosophy, if you know the verse, uh, Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Like some of us just know that. That's in our psyche. That's in our philosophy. It's in our prayer life. It's, it's in our own thoughts about who we are, that we have a debt before the Lord, that we have sinned before him. He is our creator. He is perfect. And those of us uh, that, that are a part of that, this understanding, that's the beginning point. That's that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And those of us that, that are maybe just checking out church today, I, I imagine there's some of us that are just like, that's a hard thing to get, that, that we have a debt before God. And it's something that as a, as a pastor, as a fellow Christian, I don't know that any of us should be going around pointing out the sins of other people, but rather we always should look at our own selves and ask the Lord to convict us. And, and Lord, show me where I have made faults and where I need to ask for forgiveness so anyways, I pray that, that you, if you're, if you're talking to someone or maybe you're in here, it's like, I don't know that that's true. I pray that the Lord would show you, the Lord would begin to show you 
of how awesome and wonderful he is and how we have fallen and we are in need of forgiveness. And that's the beginning of the good news. It's good news because uh, B is this, that you can be forgiven. If you fall before the Lord humbly and ask, he's faithful, he will forgive. Point C is this, you have been forgiven. Those whom the Son sets free are Free indeed. That's the verse of, uh, in the Gospel of John. And if we take seriously the cross and the work of the cross and what Jesus did for us on the cross, then we have been forgiven. And that's what happens in this story. This dude, whoever this guy is, to rack up $7.5 billion in our kind of money systems to give us an idea how much this is, goes before this king who is merciful and says, just give me a little more time. And what does the king do? You're forgiven. Imagine that day. Imagine how you would leave that throne room of the king. Imagine if you went in, having trouble paying your mortgage, you went into the, the, the bank, and you said, just give me a little more time. And they said, well, you know what's forgiven. I'm sorry, what? Y- your debt's forgiven. Oh, is that good or is that bad? That what? And they're like, no, you're, you're, you don't owe us anything. It's like, oh, you're going to take the house? No, 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 you're not getting it. You, the, your, your house is yours, the debt is no more. I'm sorry, what? The, the house is yours, the debt, it's done. You, you don't owe anything. I'm sorry, what? And you would just take, it would take a long time to like, what are you saying? Are you really saying that a house is mine and I don't owe anything else? Yes. Like, all right, get a babysitter. We're going out. And on the way, wherever you go, you, you go to the Cliff House, you go to the Mona Lisa, you go to the Broad, where do your kids go? You go to Denver, Benihana's, what do you, I don't know, what do you do? <laughs> You got to celebrate. On your way to celebrating, you see some chump that owes you money. And this is the last point here. We will get into the rest. And this is the part where it's going to get, it's going to get a little painful for all of us because this is about forgiveness. Point three is this. It's a call now that we have been forgiven. Jesus calls us to forgive. Point three is this. Forgive as you have been forgiven. It's very hard words, um, but, but let's listen to the rest of this story. This guy just leaves. I mean, he's just, just having left the king saying, your debt, this crazy amount of debt, it's been forgiven. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. We'll talk about that amount. It's nowhere near the, the, the billions that, uh, that got, was just forgiven. He grabbed him and began to choke him. I just pray that this image, I say, Lord, have mercy on us that, that where we have done this, where we have been forgiven, and then we go out, we're so mad at somebody for doing something else. Lord, forgive us. He chokes this man, pay back to me what you owe, he demanded. Verse 29, his fellow servant fell on his knees and begged. Like, this is literally what this guy just said. Be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Lord, have mercy on us. Instead, he went off and he had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. While the other servants saw what had happened, they said, saw the whole thing, they were outraged, no kidding, and went and told the master, the king, everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in, you wicked servant. He said, I have canceled your debt. Uh, They canceled that debt of yours because you begged me Two. Well, pause here. So the king is reminding this guy, I did cancel your debt. Your debt is over. It is canceled. 
And now you've gone and done this horrible thing. You've tortured. You've taken a man who owed you just a little bit of money. We find out if we do the math that this is, it's a, it's, it's a fair amount of money. It's somewhere if we were to, uh, like we just did with the amounts to talents of dollars. This, the Greek word here is denarii. He owed him 100 denarii. That's 100 days wages. And just to give you an idea, maybe that's around $12,000. That's quite a bit of money. But it's nothing compared to the, the, the throne room. He just left, got, got freed of all this debt, sees this guy, and starts to choke him. Starts to get, he wants to put him in jail because he cannot pay back this $12,000. The Greek here is to suffocate. He's literally choking to death. This guy has him thrown into prison, punishes him over this amount of money. Lord, have mercy on us. This is what... We do. Isn't it true that we always think that um, when we sin or when we commit a crime, we sin against somebody, we wrong someone, that it's like, well, we could justify. It's not that big of a deal. But when someone does something to us, well, then that's like a whole nother story. If someone, um, let's say, forgets about you, let's say you have a meeting and the person is a no-show, it's like, where is that person? You know, they're, they're always doing this. They're always just not showing up. And you get so mad and you don't forgive them. It's like, where were you, where, you, know, where were you that other day? I waited. You know, you ruined my day. I, I was waiting for you to drive, blah, blah, blah. We get so mad, right? It's not just you. This is me. This is, this is just our own rationality. But when we, like, oh man, I, I'm sorry. I forgot. I was up all night with kids that were sick and my alarm didn't go off. You know, no, it's not my fault what's what's the big deal i forgot to show you know like this this is what we do and it's before the lord there here's a spiritual lesson here is that the lord wants us to forgive as we have been forgiven as we go before the lord with a debt that we have sinned we have fallen short of his glory he's a good he's a perfect god he has forgiven us and so we should forgive others this last verse here The story concludes with this, verse 35. This is how my heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. This is a warning to us. This is a uh, forgive as we have been forgiven. It starts off with this beautiful image of a guy being forgiven a huge amount of debt and then reminds us that, well, we've been forgiven. Now we need to go out and we need to forgive we pray this in the Lord's Prayer. Uh, at our family, we pray before meals. We have little boys. And even Theo, who's two, kind of gets the gist of the Lord's Prayer. And there's the line in there. Forgive us our trespasses. We say the old King James. Uh, Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And we pray this. We, we think this. We are convicted by this. That because the Lord is so good, he has forgiven us, we are to forgive. And so I know that in this room, I imagine there's the offended and the, the offender. And, and I imagine many of you would be like, instantly know which one. You're like, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the ones that have been offended. Maybe there's something horrible that has happened in your life or has happened in your life. And you're, you would resonate with the offended. Others of you might resonate with the offender. You might just instantly think of, man, I have... I've hurt someone and I need to think about this weekend making a phone call or making a visit or making a trip to to visit someone 
to ask their forgiveness because there has been an offense and, it, and you're guilty of doing something and you need to make amends before the Lord and before this person. But going back to that first group, the offended, I think this sermon, uh, in my mind, naturally leads itself to, well, what about a horrible situation? Not just a bad situation, not just a money-owing situation, but what about like abuse? Like what about terrible abuse that was long time, systematic, maybe like, like really bad? Like what about that? What should we do? Do we have to forgive that? Like, what if it was really bad? I'm sure if I heard some of your stories, some of you would have some stories and say, what, what, what would Jesus say to me in my situation? I think he would say this parable. I think he would say, well, let me tell you a story. There's a guy that he was, he owed a lot to, to this king and it was all forgiven. And and imagine the joy of being so forgiven that you could take this forgiveness and then you could go out and you could forgive even in the midst of horrible, horrible situations. I want to lead us through a prayer. If you would, would you stand with me? I'm going to lead us in, in two prayers for those of us resonating with the offender and those of us resonating as the offended. I'm going to lead us through Um, talking with God, asking him to come in. And then Brett's going to lead us to the table, a symbol of forgiveness, a symbol of the Lord's death, that we have been forgiven, we are being forgiven, we will be forgiven. So Lord, we come to you, and Lord, every single one of us, we've offended. We've offended you. We've offended other Brothers and sisters, we've offended other humans in our life, in this walk, in this journey. And so, Lord, we we come before you and first ask you to forgive us. As your servants, Lord, as, as people looking to you for salvation, we ask you to forgive us. And Lord, I pray that in each of us, including myself, Lord, you would give us a conviction and and Lord, where it's right you would lead us to have a conversation with someone. You would lead us to ask their forgiveness of someone we have offended. We pray this, Lord. It's a hard prayer. It's a deep, it's a weighty prayer. And we pray it, Lord, because it would lead to goodness. It would lead to us not being tortured anymore by unforgiveness and the wrongs we have done. And Lord, now we also pray for all of us, Lord. We've, we've, all of us have been offended by someone, by something by a person, a situation, or a situation that ultimately a person was at the root of it. And Lord, we we ask you, Lord, to help us to forgive. As you have forgiven us our great debt before you, Lord, we we hand this person over to you. Maybe it's several people. But we hand them over to you and we say, Lord, we pray your mercy. We pray your forgiveness. Lord, it's supernatural. It's miraculous. It has the power to change, to breathe life. And Lord, we ask that. We ask that, Lord, even maybe just today, it's, it's a step towards getting on the bus and taking a journey to get to a person to ask for forgiveness, to forgive, to receive forgiveness or to ask. Lord, we pray that this day would be the first step towards just getting on the bus Lord, that you would embrace us, 
that we might embrace others with a life of forgiveness, a life of grace, a powerful, powerful life where you have set us free from our sins and we can go out and we can forgive others with the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of the cross. So Lord, as we head to the table, Lord, we pray these things in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.